0: The mystery revealed. Epiphany means revealing, which we kind of know that, right? Like I had an epiphany that something was revealed, something uh, that I was enlightened in some way, right? Like the the light bulb came on. And so today we, we celebrate the epiphany to show how God comes and reveals who he is to us. God who is other, God who is mysterious, reveals things about him. Um, There's so much that we don't know about God, but now we know more. We know so much more. What do do we know about this? Well, there's, there's a lot. There's a whole lot here today. We're told that all nations will be drawn to the Lord, like Psalm 72 says, every nation on earth will adore you. All nations shall serve him. That even these magi who were from the east, they were non-Jewish people, that, that all people all are drawn to the Lord. That at the, at the end of time, there is one God. <laughs> and all people will recognize the one God for who he is. No matter what people believe here on earth there's one God people believe images and um, partial truths and things like that but it will be fully revealed at the end of time but Jesus we believe reveals God to us and so even these gifts that the magi give Jesus reveal something about him, in, in a way that it's being revealed, even when they don't realize, they don't realize what they're doing, um, but we can see it. The gold frankincense, and myrrh, right? That gold is the gift worthy of a king. Frankincense is, you know, incense, and you use incense to adore the divine, to adore God. That this this gift of frankincense shows that this child is divine. And myrrh, which is an odd gift, because myrrh is a a balm used for burial, that this baby was born to die. And it seems strange that they would give that gift at the birth, but it's revealing something of who God is. But here's the thing, as as we draw closer to the Lord, as the Lord who is the light of the world, that when you and I draw closer to him, That his light enlightens us and so as the Lord reveals himself today there's a second revealing that's happening there's there's a revealing of who we are Um, the second Vatican Council in the church said that Jesus Christ fully reveals man to himself that if I want to know who I am I will know it most clearly in his light. So you can think about like if the room is dark and I walk closer to the light, I'll be able to see myself more clearly. Does that make sense? So there's a, there's a revealing that's, that's happening here today. So even the gifts that, so, so what's true, there's things that are true about Jesus that are also true about us because he's revealing things to us. The, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh also also speak to us, that God desires to share his riches with us, that God desires us to share in his glory, in his kingship, which we share in by baptism. Secondly, that this, this incense worthy of God, that you and I, who receive God's divine grace in baptism and all the sacraments, that we are you could say divinized. St. Augustine says that God became man so that man might become God. Not that I'm God here today and I can like, put my hands in fire or something, but like, it, it, that as I receive God's divine grace within me, that we're, that we're divinized. There's something that I'm different than the other animals. That there's something about the, the human person. We have this immortal soul that we share in God's image and likeness, right? And then myrrh. That you and I also, we, we weren't born to die, but we will die. And the more that we can embrace death, take up our cross daily, that the more we can truly live. That we weren't made just for this life, but through death, we will we will experience eternal life in heaven. And so, as we draw closer to the Lord, he reveals things to us. So what does that look like in our lives? This girl shared with me recently, she said, I was confronted by my family about my anger. I said, oh yeah, what was that like for you? She said, it made me very angry. (laughs) And I said, okay. Um, I was like, uh, I was like, well, tell me about that. Tell me about your anger. Um, and she's like, well, I know it's, I know it's wrong, Father Matt. And I went to confession because, um, you know, because I shouldn't have gotten angry. And so I asked her. I said, well, is anger a sin? She's like, well, yeah. Um, yeah, trick question. Yeah. Um, I said, anger is an emotion. Emotions are morally neutral, and so I remind her. I said, "Do you remember the movie Inside Out? Have you seen Inside Out? If you haven't seen Inside Out, watch Inside Out. Um, It's fascinating because it shows how emotions are are actually oh, actually they're good in themselves. They're they're revealing things about us." I think recently I talked about joy, that joy is when I have something that I desire. Sadness is when I don't have what I desire. When, when a good friend walks out of the room, I feel sad, like, it's okay. It speaks to the love I have for this person. Anger speaks to injustice. The anger comes from pain, which comes from injustice. And so if I'm angry about something, it means that there's something wrong. It's trying to signal me. Just like if I do stick my hand in fire and I feel pain, the pain is trying to signal me that something's wrong. And so if I feel anger, it's an emotional way to signal to me that something's wrong and it's trying to get my attention. And so if I ignore my anger, that would be a sin. Now, what we do with it, there's there's the emotion itself and there's, you know, how we respond or how I feel about the anger. I'm feeling angry. How do I feel about that? You know, and sometimes we're too busy condemning ourselves for feeling angry that we never actually examine, why am I angry in the first place? Like, I'm mad at my parents about something. No, but I can't be mad at them. I shouldn't be mad at them. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You you actually haven't even given yourself a chance to reflect on that. And and God, who is the just one, nobody gets madder at injustice than God. That if something's making me angry because it's unjust, God actually wants me to bring that to him. God is actually trying to reveal something to me in my life, in my world. And so anger is not... A sin. Anger is actually a gift. Anger is trying to reveal something to me. It's trying to reveal me to myself. Can I, can I accept that? Can I receive that? And So what do we do? We, we bring that to the Lord. So I, I think there's a lot of things. I, that's what God wants to do. God wants to enlighten us. God wants to reveal us to ourselves. And, and I think a lot of times, actually we actually don't want that. <laughs> it's like the person who's sick but doesn't want to go see the doctor. I don't want to go see the doctor. It's like, I don't want the doctor to tell me I'm sick. It's like, you can't hide from reality. But the courageous and humble person hits it head on and says, doctor, tell me all about it. I was a one of the leadership guys that I really like is a guy named Patrick Lencioni, and he was talking about this in this podcast about how, if you think about this, if you think about like a XY axis, and on the X axis, you have my awareness of things, and on the Y axis, you have other people's awareness of things. So there's things in my life that I'm not aware of. I have something in my teeth, I don't, I'm not aware of that. Um, and there's things that say I'm not aware of something, and say you're not aware of it either. Well, that's just plain. It's hidden. It's hidden to me. It's hidden to you. It's the hidden self. There are some things that I'm very aware of, but nobody knows. Like, And, and that's okay. That's actually prudent. That's kind of the, the hidden self. It's, it's me, and I don't need to tell everybody everything about me. It actually wouldn't be prudent. Now over here you have things that other people are aware of. So there's things about me that I'm aware of and there's things that other people are aware of. That's kind of the open self. Like Father Matt's not great at starting mass on time. We all know that. We you know, we're just open about it. we're working on it together. Actually, yeah, I'm working on it. So that's the open self. That that's liberating. This is me. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm trying to work on it. You know it, I know it. We can work on that, right? makes sense. So, but the last the last quadrant is these are things that I'm not aware of, but other people are very aware of. These are our blind spots. And I thought it was fascinating cuz Patrick Lencioni says our growth is hinged upon revealing the blind spots. I can't grow if I don't know that I need to grow. And so, what does it take? I think God wants to put people in our lives that are mirrors that reflect us back to ourselves to help us see these things. That's what spouses do a lot of times, right? They, they see our problems 10 steps before we do. Like there's a, a friend at the Newman Center was sharing with me how he was saying to, his wife said to him one time after Mass, she's like, do you know that you say the responses faster than anybody else in the church? He's like, oh, okay, yeah. They're like, no, no, I don't. And she's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> so what's the first reaction? When somebody, highlight, when somebody shines a light on our blind spot, hey, you do this thing. We, we often get defensive. We often get angry. But he, he shared how, by God's grace, in that moment, he's like, do I? Well, I don't want to do that. And she's like, well, you're doing it. He's like, okay, I'll work on it. Three weeks later, she's like, hey, hey, you're doing that thing again. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it. Thank you for revealing that. Thank you for shining the light on that. The Magi today are those who left the place of complacency and comfort, and they were willing to draw closer to the light, even though that light might not be super flattering. That light might demand something of them. But I believe that awareness is always a grace. That it's better to live in the light. Christ made us to live in the light. The evil one wants to hide in the darkness and fester. But you and I, we can come to the light. That even when Adam and Eve were hiding in shame, the Lord was inviting them. Where are you? He's inviting them to come to the light. And so as we sit here today, there's probably a lot of things about ourselves that we're not super happy with. You know I keep struggling with this sin and God says bring it to me but I wish I wasn't take it away why am I struggling with this the Lord says bring it to me the fact that you even notice it is already a grace now bring it to me because I am God I want to help you with that and the more that you and I can go and encounter the Lord And his light that it will change us that the encounter with Christ changes us it says the Magi departed for their country by another way that if we want to change we need the Lord if we want to become happier more joyful we need the Lord that it's his light that leads us to that better way And what does the Lord want from us? He wants us as we are. That the Magi bring the gifts. But what God wants from you and I today is he wants the gift of us as we are. That that I I wish I was a perfect 10 every day. I wish I was a 10 out of 10. But maybe today I'm a 4 out of 10. And the Lord says to me, Okay, I know that. And will you give it to me? You know you're not perfect. I know you're not perfect. You weren't, you're you not supposed to be perfect. I don't, I don't want your perfection. I want your imperfection. I want you. I want you as you are. Will you bring that gift to me? That's our invitation this day. Is that the Lord who reveals the mystery of who he is, the Lord who continues to reveal the mystery of who we are, and invites us not to run and hide but to bring it to his light for healing and salvation.